You are now blasting off into the fourth dimension of the VVVP podcast. Step step two. Step two. Step two. Step two. One dark night. Fire filled with love's urgent longings. Ah, the sheer grace. I went out unseen. My house being now all stilled. In darkness and secure, by the secret ladder disguised, ah, the sheer grace, in darkness and concealment, my house being now all stilled. On that glad night, in secret, for no one saw me, nor did I look at anything, with no other light or guide than the one that burned in my heart. This guided me, more surely than the light of noon, to where he was awaiting me, him I knew so well, there in a place where no one appeared. O oh, guiding night, O oh, night more lovely than the dawn, O oh, night that has united the lover with his beloved, transforming the beloved in her lover, upon my flowering breast, which I kept holy for him alone. There he lay sleeping, and I caressing him, there in a breeze from the fanning cedars, When the breeze blew from the turret, as I parted his hair, it wounded my neck with its gentle hand, suspending all my senses. I abandoned and forgot myself, laying my face on my beloved. All things ceased. I went out from myself, leaving my cares, forgotten among the lilies. The dark night of the soul. So the Christian mystic St. John of the Cross described the crisis of the spirit. In my heart, when I was deep in the grip of alcoholism, I felt as if night was all the time. The dark night is not a summer's evening with a velvet blackness that enfolds us like a mother's embrace. No, it's the frigid starkness of an icy winter night. Bound by our alcoholism, night falls on our souls and the light burns out in our eyes in our lives total insanity but for a few lucky ones are given the opportunity to come into the light of recovery beginning the journey of recovery we turn back toward the light toward life one of the wise sayings shared in AA meetings we came we came to we came to believe these simple words describe how the second step works to enable alcoholics to surrender to a higher power. We came to believe. In sobriety, we begin the first step at the moment when we arrive. We come. Through the miraculous action of walking into our first 12-step meeting, becoming willing and stepping over that threshold, we take the first step toward admitting that there is even a problem. Second, we come to. We become conscious and start to come to our senses. We begin to recognize how very unmanageable, how utterly crazy our lives had become as a result of our inability to stop and stay stopped when it came to drinking and drugs. Third, we come to believe. Through the fellowship of AA groups and the support of our peers in recovery, we discover that we are not alone in our suffering. We find ourselves in the company of others whose experiences were as bad or worse than ours. 
Our new sober friends share their hope with us for a new life free of addiction and compulsion. And this leads to the first glimmer of belief as we gain faith in the goodness of the group itself and its collective members. The rooms of recovery with their, quote, good orderly direction, unquote, G-O-D, come to represent a power greater than ourselves, unseating the false gods and idols of our past. As our time in recovery grows, some of us return to the faith of our upbringing, affirming new understandings of traditional beliefs and praising a loving God now rather than a God of vengeance, judgment, and damnation. Others too damaged by the beliefs or actions of their original faith communities find in sobriety new faith practices and traditions that provide safe places for spiritual nourishment and development. Drinking and drugging took me far from a life of faith, yet I would pray fervently, but only when I had gotten myself into a particularly horrific situation. I'd petition God, I'll do anything this time. Once I got sober, my sponsor took me to his church, and hearing the music, scripture, and message, the seed of faith that had lain dormant in me for decades sprouted again. I wasn't and remain non-religious, and yet I came to believe again in life. In the second part of the second step, we come to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. The miracle of recovery is not only that we learn how to put down the drink, but when we do, God, as it were, moves in a mysterious way his wonders to perform. God, or the gift of desperation, helps us not only to become sober and stay sober one day at a time, but also restores us to sane and sensible thinking or offers true sanity to us for the first time. People in recovery joke that in sobriety they get their brains back, and there's hard science supporting the neurological processes that enable the human brain to rewire itself and recover from years of abuse. When we get sober, we don't care exactly why we're able to think more clearly. We're just grateful that now we understand that we can comprehend things which used to baffle us. Those of steadfast mind, you keep in peace, in peace because they trust you, says the prophet Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. Our feet are back on the path. We begin to sing our redemption song by coming into recovery, surrendering ourselves to a power greater than ourselves, we start to experience a new freedom and a new happiness. As the promises tell us beyond our wildest dreams, by giving ourselves over, we have the freedom to chart a new path for ourselves, to begin to be happy, joyous, and free.